All right, I'm gonna sell, 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 sell. Sell, 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 sell. Buy, 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 buy. Uh, sell and buy at the same time. I want to sell what I bought. Uh, I got some old comic books to sell. Okay, I want you to sell these old stumps in my backyard that I had cut. I'm gonna buy a hot dog. Uh, I, did they sell sell those on Wall Street? They got a little hot dog carts. I'm sure they do. Hey, speaking of hot dogs, have you ever eaten at Japa Dog? You ever heard of that? Oh, I've heard of this, and when I was in Vancouver, yes, we were trying to find me and two of my coworkers were trying yes trying to find a Japa Dog cart that we had seen on a map thing, and we got to the location where it was supposed to be, and it was not there. So then we tried to find a second one, and it too was gone. And so we did not get the Japa Dog, and we instead went to a little cafe and ate there. So just like the Robin Hood app, you couldn't get what you wanted, even though it was available. And it was promised to me by a map. It's just like this situation with you in Vancouver with your friends is just like Robin Hood app. And now all these other services for retail investors. Yeah, they should rename it Nottingham, says the internet. They should. Guys, If it, tonight, I don't know, we're recording on Thursday night instead of a Friday night. And uh, Wall Street versus Main Street is in the news. This is the zeitgeist, guys. Yeah, this episode will be immediately identifiable in time if you're listening in the future. Yeah, so you'll probably be listening to this uh, on Sunday night or after that. And uh, who knows what will have happened. Maybe I will be several thousand dollars richer or be sitting on a bunch of stonks. Yeah, Ben's going to have a monocle and like a top hat like the Monopoly guy next week. Yeah, so as of the time of this recording, I have bought AMC, I have bought BlackBerry, I have bought Nokia. I couldn't get any of the GameStop stonks, but we're going to see how we do. We're going to see. I'll just sit on it. And guys, Nokia, we'll get to this later in the podcast, but they have product placement in the new James Bond. So I'm going to sit on it till after that movie comes out and maybe it'll shoot up. We'll have to see. I'm not, uh, I don't have the, the kind of brain that does this type of thing, the stocks and whatnot. That's... I'm all the other side of the brain, like 100% on that side. Uh, old Paper Hands Kelly over there. That's that's me. I'm uh, Old Paper Hands, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can make origami swans with my fingers. Oh, wow, this guy. Uh, hey, so let's maybe start off uh, what, how we normally start off, Nick. Uh, what we done had watched this week. What we done had watched this past week. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of new stuff this week. I watch. I'm rewatching the MCU, but in chronological order. So I'm do, I'm doing that, and I'm I'm at the uh, 2013 era currently. So your Thor's Ragnarok and and uh, Iron Man's three and whatnot. And then I'm still watching History of Swear Words, but you know mostly just that. Nothing new. Yeah. Uh, I, I am one episode away from the final episode of The Crown, so I don't think I worded that right. I have one more episode to watch in The Crown, and then I'm I'm done with that through through season four. And you you made it through that entire series, which tells me it has to be compelling because you have a very short attention span when it comes to TV series. I do, and this is this is some of the best TV that I have watched since I can remember. It's so good. Highly recommend still. So good. Hmm. I'll have to get around to that one. Yeah. 
I also watched this. Uh, well, this was the first time they have watched it, but I watched The Rocketeer with my girls. Bring me the rocket pack. This movie, guys, uh, it's so good. It's so. It's in my top five. It's still in my top five. It is so good. We got Jennifer Connelly. We got Timothy Dalton. We got rockets. We got uh, great helmet. Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin, we got the, the Lobster Johnson-y jacket that he wears. Everything's cool. It's got it's got that uh, that Zeppelin era aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Um, so go go check that out. We watched it on Disney Plus. Uh, that's it. So uh, that's what we done had watched. Let's talk about this new news. We got a couple new items here, uh, some newsworthy news here. We really do. The first being that at HBO Max, there is apparently a Harry Potter series in the works. Now, we don't really have much details uh, about this, many details about this, but do you have an idea of what you think this is going to be? Or let's just speculate, maybe, huh? Yeah. I was watching, I watched an IGN video where they were sort of speculating about it, and there really is no information on this. Like, not what era it is, or if it's a, like a remake of the books, which I highly doubt. It seems weird to me, given that uh, I don't think the Fantastic Beast series is that well received, or at least it isn't by me. Yeah. Uh, as of this recording, January 28th, I make a prediction. This is about the building and founding of Hogwarts. Oh, so you're saying it's old school prequel. I think uh, then just to... We'll add this to the Future Blazers uh, spreadsheet. I'm, I'm going to go the other direction just for uh, the sake of keeping it interesting. And I'm going to say it's, it's post-Potter, post-Voldemort historical uh times and it'll be in in the present day or in the future will it take place in jolly old england no it's going to take place in florida <laughs> it's oh, going to be boy. the florida wizards charlie and and the... where they uh they apparate and make crocodiles go through the windows of fast food joints yeah and your patronus is a possum <laughs> <laughs> yes a particularly nasty one. Charlie's football team beat my football team to be in the Super Bowl, so I had to rank on him somehow. Well, guys, I, I want y'all to tell us what you think this series could be about. Write into us or message us on the internet, which is probably how you do it. You wouldn't actually write a letter to us. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, because then you'd know our address, and that would be weird. That would be weird. Well, some of you are on the Christmas card list, aren't you? I hope you are. I am. Still in my fridge. Charlie, I don't think Charlie is on my my Christmas card list. He needs to be. Get at him, Charlie. Get at me. Hey, uh, this second piece of news here. Kevin Hart is officially playing Roland in the Borderlands movie alongside Kate Blanchett, who is also confirmed for this, who's playing Lilith. And the movie, by the way, is being written by Craig Mazin. Mazin? I believe Mazin. it's Mazin. But Mazin. I, I also haven't done any research, so it could... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, could be either. Uh, this is the guy you may know him from HBO's Chernobyl miniseries. He wrote that. Yeah, I didn't like the Chernobyl miniseries until I got to the last episode. And when I saw the last episode, it made me retroactively like the whole thing. Oh wow! Just because it was a it was a torturous 
uh, unpleasant thing the whole time. But that last episode was so good that it it made it like a worthwhile story to be Hmm. told, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is starting to be pretty stacked here, this Borderlands movie, don't you think? It seems weird for a movie that just sort of bubbled into existence. There was no major announcement that this was happening. It was just like... By the way, a Borderlands movie is being made, and then all of a sudden, Kate Blanchett was in it, and it's like that's not like that's not small potatoes. It's Kate Blanchett, she's one of the greatest of life. Yeah, one of the greatest living actresses alive. Yeah, uh, she's living and alive, guys. She is. Well, I'm having a weird night. My brain is fried, dude. I'm telling you, this week's been long. It is, and it's not even over. We still got to do Friday yet because we're recording early. Uh, all right. Uh, last piece of news here: Bond, the new Bond movie. This, they're having to do. This is hilarious. Yeah, they're having guys. They're having to do reshoots, and they're doing some edits to this movie for the product placements because so much time has passed from when this movie was made to now that the product placements are no longer relevant. They got to CG their cell phones to make new cell phones. They, it's unbelievable. So Nokia phones, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, Nokia phones are featured in this movie. And so there are screenshots that, that uh, from the original trailer to this, and I guess the edits that they've done, but they've essentially added like a, like a, a flash uh, thing to it, a headphone jack, all this kind of stuff. They've made changes to these phones because the phone models have, have progressed since then. That's really funny. I don't know. I just think of somebody in the production office of the studio who's just screaming like, "Won't somebody please think of the brands?" <laughs> it's it's a it's a mess. It's a mess. COVID is uh, it does things that you didn't think you didn't know it was going to do. Yeah, it's annoying, and really, I'm really done with it. I I just want that vaccine. It's annoying, and Nick's really done with it, folks. This brings us to the questions times. The questions terms. The question terms. This. Uh, why don't you read this question from Kevin? All right. Kevin submitted a question times. Uh, he didn't want to be outstaged by Jay, who submitted last week's question times. Yeah. And he says, A studio brings you on as a consultant for their latest film or series for two of your strongest skills and one of your flaws. What movie or show do you help make, and is it any good? So, for me, clearly, the answer is going to be Hellboy. Of course. Uh, first of all, my first skill here is that I know the actual lore of Hellboy backwards and forwards. I've read through the comics several times. I've read I'm I've read most of the novels, like the canon novels, and I have the rest, and I'm working through them. And uh, second is I also I'm a a folklore nerd, so I know the the external folklore that Hellboy is based on, that a lot of like, like the storylines are based around. So. And I feel like I know the tone really well, which goes along with knowing the source material. Now, as far as a, like a flaw, is I would definitely be an overly rigid personality in this, and I wouldn't be open to artistic interpretation because I I get mad at the other movies when they deviate even even a little bit. I get I get I become unreasonable. Yeah, uh, the you bring a passion to this, don't you, Nick? Yeah, but it's a a kind of an annoying passion. An annoying passion. I also bring a little passion to the series uh, that I'm going to talk about here, which is the Amazon Lord of the Rings series, an actual series. 
And uh, I want to stay true to the spirit and feel of the books, okay? And that means there's not going to be this gratuitous content, uh, nudity, or or all these rumors that are going about. We're going to just nip that in the bud. (laughs) Nip. (laughs) You got me. Uh, So everything's going to be great in this. The action, the costumes, the props, the score, the script, all of it's going to be just very toit. There might be a few continuity issues. I'm not really a details guy, okay? I don't like to keep track of that. I mean, maybe I'd hire somebody to make sure it was the continuity was good. I'm a continuity guy. You can hire me. I'll help you. Okay. Well, there you go. Problem solved. Uh, we've done it, folks. The best uh, Lord of the Rings since the Lord of the Rings movies. There you go. Gondor has no nudity. Gondor needs no nudity. Where were you when the nudity fell? <laughs> Uh, all right, folks, that does it for the question times. Write into us. Let us know your answer to the question. We will tell you later how to get in touch with us. And that brings us to the new, 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 new trailers. And folks, we have a Baker's Dazine. They're wickedly talented for once. And we finally have the answer. As, as I teased last week, we finally have the answer to our original one we're going to get. Uh, guys, this is it. there's actually some good trailers this week. We get to talk about fun, good trailers. Yeah, this is a fun batch. For some reason, last week was I was the dark desert of despair, and we have actually found a real oasis in the desert this week. So we're drinking the the fresh water from the spring. We're hanging out under palm trees while monkey br- butlers bring us daiquiris. Yes, let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's start it off. Frausch, monkey butler, fresh. Okay. <sighs> So (laughs) this first Monkey Butler Fresh uh, trailer is a WB sizzle reel, uh, I guess, for HBO Max. Yeah, this is the uh, same day release sizzle reel. So they showed a new ad the other day for the same day release 2021 schedule with all their, their movies and it had little clips from each of them. I was surprised to see Dune in here. Uh, which to me tells me maybe they've worked something out with with Villeneuve, yeah, uh, for for actually releasing Dune on on HBO Max. And uh, there was a clip from Space Jam Two with LeBron James. For me, the most fun was Mortal Kombat. There was just little snippets, but we did get a nice look at Sub Zero. Oh, I I didn't know that I wanted this Mortal Kombat that much, but th- just the snippets, I was like, oh. I want this very much. Yeah, and we only have to wait till April 16th to watch Mortal Kombat. That's fantastic. And then there was uh, some footage from James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which looks ridiculous, and hopefully it's fun. It looks like it's fun. It's James Gunn. Yeah. It, uh, there's also some... Well, wait, is this one with James Gunn? It doesn't have... Does it have Harley Quinn in it? Or yeah, no? she's in it, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, there's some movie with Will Smith about Venus and Serena Williams. Yep. Um... But it does not sound like you. When I first saw it, it sounded like you said, "Penis and Serena." Penis and Serena. <laughs> I'm glad that you wrote that because I thought that when I heard, when I watched the trailer, and I was like, "Oh, I must be like 12 years old." <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it says "Penis and Serena." Anyway, it, it sounds like that. And there's "Cry Macho" with Hugh Jackman. That's probably good. Hugh Jackman's usually fun. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he doesn't need a listen or not have safety. <laughs> I don't need advice on auto safety. If you want to hear Ben talk about auto safety, go listen to episode eight. Is that the one? Uh huh. Where Where were you when I talked about auto safety? 
Uh, so Mortal Kombat, that's a definite. Uh, and also there was a little bit of footage in this uh, from another movie we're very excited about. But we get to talk about the full trailer here, folks. That's right. And that that is Godzilla vs. Kong. It's been one week since we heard about this. And uh, <laughs> we uh, talked about it since episode two. <laughs> Ben's laughing you at got, my you got, stupid you, music you, joke. You got, you got me on it, man. Yeah, Brown. Uh, one week since we got the trailer, because it came out the the weekend we recorded, so we couldn't talk about it last week. But the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer came out, and everyone was a little worried about this originally because it was supposed to come out last March, and and in December, and and. It was December and we didn't have a trailer for it yet and it was because they were moving it and there was all this commotion and now then because of COVID it got moved. So the release date of this thing has moved uh, so many times. But I got to say, this trailer was awesome. It was awesome. Put this trailer in my veins. Folks, just hook me up to an IV and in the bag is this trailer. We got uh, Rebecca Hall from Iron Man 3. We got uh, Eleven from Stranger Things returning. Bunch of familiar faces. Coach Taylor was there. The the Godzilla creature and Kong creature feature. Uh, the effects were good. Uh, Godzilla is like acting aggro at the beginning. And they, they're confused why. So they're bringing Kong over on a boat. And he's like chained up. And there's a girl that is like Kong's friend. And... Uh, I I have a theory about this, but I'm so certain that I'm right about my theory that in a in a in what can only be described as hubris, I don't know if I should say my theory because it might be a spoiler because that's how right I think I am. Wow! I well now I have to hear it. Okay, so this is a a fairly popular theory going on, but I thought of it independently, and uh, I just want to brag about that in okay. case I'm right. Uh, the Godzilla that we're seeing is not Godzilla, it is Mechagodzilla. In the original Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, he he had like a Godzilla skin, a synthetic skin, so he looked like Godzilla, and I believe the same thing is going on here, which is why he's acting aggressive and they don't understand why. And uh, so Kong will be fighting with Godzilla, and he's got some sort of awesome looking battle axe made out of a Godzilla spike. And uh, he'll be fighting him, and, and something will happen where Godzilla's skin is damaged or just removed, and then we're going to ha- end up with Mechagodzilla, and then Kong and, and Godzilla are going to have to team up against Mechagodzilla. That is an interesting theory. I'm convinced that I'm correct. I don't think in this world they have the technology to make Mechagodzilla. Uh, I disagree, because it is a Godzilla movie, and... Therefore, it is bound to whatever looks cool in terms of aesthetic battle fights and not bound to reality, as we saw in King of the Monsters, where it had the most Godzilla-esque plot of any of any movie ever that wasn't a Japanese Godzilla movie, with, like, monster contacting radars and whatnot. And uh, I think that uh, Monarch has been working on this technology for since the Kong Skull Island days of the 60s. And, and I believe that they do have Godzilla, Mechagodzilla powers. So I think in this movie, you have more monsters coming out of the ground, uh, and then they have to get Kong to help defeat them. 
and then he and then the reason why Godzilla's mad is because Kong's out of his territory. They have territories on the Earth, and because he's violating those boundaries, son, we're gonna have to go to we're gonna have to fight. That's that's all Godzilla knows. He doesn't he doesn't know that he's there for a, a porpoise. He just knows we you got to get back to your you know territory. He's a, he's an instinctual creature. You know he, he goes off instinct. That's my theory, but it's that's not quite as exciting as yours. I like that we have opposing theories because it's sort of like a Godzilla versus Kong podcast host situation here, where one of us can be king and the other is defeated. One will fall, and uh, when we see this movie in in March thirty first is when it comes out. Now they move the release date again, uh, so when we see this movie on, on March thirty first, we'll know who the the correct podcast host is. But what if we are both still somewhat right and then we have a third party who's the real villain then we will fight the third party as as will happen in this movie with mechagodzilla sounds good to me sounds like a plan so we can't wait for this uh go check it out go check out trailer uh next up we have a actual trailer for raya and the last dragon or a second trailer a much better trailer i'll tell you that this is a is this pixar no it's disney it's uh the moana team i believe oh okay yeah so the uh the synopsis of this movie is in a realm known as kumandra a reimagined earth inhabited by ancient civilization a warrior named raya or raya i think it was raya is determined to find the last dragon and uh we got like gorgeous artwork in here. We have a good voice cast. Uh, it's got Gemma Chan and Aquafina and Daniel Day Kim and Kelly Marie Tran and Sandra Oh and Benedict Wong. Just everyone in this is good, and uh, especially Gemma Chan, who I love. And just like artistically alone, this trailer's better than a lot of movies I've seen lately. It is. It looks great. Uh, I will say the way that this trailer is done. The first part of this trailer looks like a dreamworks movie just the way that they cut the trailer but it, it then it, it then it goes into just the story and looks really good yeah the thing you know when you get disney versus dreamworks is that it's not going to just like dreamworks relies really heavily on pop culture references i feel and yep. disney does not so yep uh you can if you go back and watch shark tale You'll see all that sort of product <laughs> placement and pop culture jokes, and you probably won't even get them now. Yeah, it's not that old, and you probably won't even get them. Those things are designed to make a bunch of money and then burn out. Yep, not made to last. No, but this uh, one, this will be available on on Disney Plus via the Premier Access, like Mulan was, and also simulcast in theaters. So you can rent it on on Disney Plus, which is, I'll probably end up doing because I like that release model, and. uh or you can go see it in the theaters, I think. That is correct. Uh, next up, we have Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, so the Cecil Hotel is in Los Angeles. And I think that this covers a bunch... Because there's a lot of stuff... That that place was like... If this was Buffy, if this was Buffy it would be a hellmouth. So it, it attracts negative energy. and Because uh, like, the original... night Or not the original. The... Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. The original Night Stalker was was the Golden State Killer. Uh, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, was like living there, and Eliza Lamb disappeared there, and then reappeared in the water tank. Uh, 
There's a lot of crazy stuff there, but the Eliza Lamb mystery is one of the most interesting things to me just because of how bizarre it is and the elevator footage, which they show a little bit of in this trailer. There's a, a security camera footage from the elevator where she was acting really weird and like sticking her head out of the elevator and like hiding around the corner and making these weird faces and it's really bizarre. And I've watched that footage like a million times just trying to figure out like what emotions she's displaying because she turned up a few days later like in the water tank on the roof which is really bizarre. It's it's such a weird story. So I I doubt they'll have anything new in this that I haven't heard. Uh drugs. Yeah, probably. But she was also She's on drugs. She was also schizophrenic though, so it might have been some sort of thing like that. Uh she had medication. But like how did she get there to the water tank? How did how did we get here in twenty twenty one after twenty twenty? Yeah, I mean I'm sure it's Occam Occam's razor and it's, it's the the simplest explanation, yep. but it's so creepy and weird that it, it sparks the imagination. And Nick likes to have his uh, imagination sparked. It sparks joy. I I don't know that I like murder mysteries, uh, like the documentaries. And is this a murder mystery? Uh, the some of it more. It's more just the about the weird stuff that's connected to this hotel because there are like okay. serial killers and stuff that live there. I think it's just more about how bizarre this is, and, it, and I'm sure it'll have a bunch of stuff about Elisa Lamb. Okay. Uh, I don't know. This this may or may not hold my interest. I probably will not see this. I'll definitely watch this. It's just on Netflix in February. February 10th, I think it said. Low barrier to entry. Yeah. Next up, we have The Courier. Yeah, this is a uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Cold War movie. And uh, the plot of this is Cold War spy Greville Wynn and his Russian source try to put an end to the Cuban Missile Crisis. And this is a uh, true story. Shout out to the U-2 spy plane in this. First time I've ever seen that in a movie, I think. Yeah, wasn't there one in 13 Days? That that Kevin Costner movie? I never saw that movie. It was kind of boring as a movie. It was like about, like... It was about the Cuban Missile Crisis, but, like, Kevin Costner was playing some random guy that was with Kennedy, and he... I, th- I feel like he probably wanted to... They wouldn't let him play Kennedy because Costner can't do that. Like, he couldn't. He probably tried to do a voice and it was bad. So they're like, oh, we'll make you be this side guy. So it was, it was boring, but. I'm somewhat interested in this. Yeah, yeah. Be- I, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I like um, war movies. I like Cold War movies. Yeah, I don't know. It could be. This depends. This is one where if it's available to me, I might watch it, but it feels like it'll just be hard to find because of covid and if it's like pay to rent i won't do it and it'll yeah it'll probably never come out yeah it probably never will come out uh then we have crisis and i'm not talking about the video game no this is about the opioid crisis the uh plot of this one is three stories about the world of opioids collide a drug trafficker arranges a multi-cartel fentanyl smuggling operation between canada and the u.s an architect recovering from an oxycontin addiction tracks down the truth beti- behind her son's involvement with narcotics, and a university professor battles unexpected revelations about his research employer, a drug company with deep government influence, bringing a new non-addictive painkiller to market. This is a interesting story with a stacked cast, 
And the only thing I can think it, to its detriment is that it's got Army Hammer in it. Yeah, Army Hammer is a, a ghost man who is a weirdo, I think. Oh no, I don't. You don't think he is? Is that confirmed? weirdo? Is that so? There's stuff going around about him that I I feel like is probably probably not made up, but uh, it could be. So allegedly, he's a weirdo because there's I don't think it's proven. I don't know. When you have, uh, is it an Instagram video or something of your own child uh, with their mouth on your feet and, and uh, you, I think you put the hashtag fetish on there or something. It's just, you know what? You, you need to have your privileges revoked. I didn't know about that one. I knew about some yeah. other weird stuff. There's a lot of weird stuff going around about Army Hammer. There is a lot of weird stuff. I You know... I don't have time. If if you're a decent person, I don't know that people are necessarily going to make these kinds of rumors up. Yeah, like I've never heard anyone say that Tom Hanks was a cannibal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so not 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 into that. But the other people in this cast are they're great. We got Gary Oldman, who's worth fifty Army Hammers. We got Evangeline Lilly, who's worth a hundred Army Hammers because she's pretty. Uh, we got Greg Kinnear. We got Michelle Rodriguez. Basically, everyone from Lost is in this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lily Rose Depp. Bunch of bunch of people. Gary Oldman's enough, really. I'm about to say Gary Oldman is enough to uh, get you to see this. He's a very, you know, he'll get you in there. Yeah. Name a bad Gary Oldman performance. Uh, oh wait, he was in that weird movie about tiny shoes or whatever that that uh, little person movie. <laughs> Oh that! Oh my goodness! Yes, didn't Jason just that? Yeah, he did. I I forgot about oh, that. Yeah. Okay, wow. name another one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Uh, then okay, so next up we have PG Psycho Gorman. <laughs> okay, so this is like a almost like a trauma esque movie. Yes. Um, it's about kids and like a monster that they control, or the the girl controls them. The the IMDb synopsis is, after unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe, a young girl and her brother use it to make him do their bidding. So I actually read a review of this on IGN, and they were talking about how it reminded them of, like, if the Power Rangers was rated R and uh, really, like, uh, cynical. Well, that's kind of what I called it. I called it Horror Power Rangers Villain Edition because everybody in this just looks like a Power Rangers villain. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it's sort of got like a bright burn energy, but with like Saints Row, <laughs> Saints Row aesthetic. Yeah, I, that's a pretty good description of this. Yeah, like Toxic Crusader, uh, Power Rangers. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. That those two if you slap those two together, and that's what you get. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, I, this is not my bag because this is going to be gross and violent and gory. But uh, oh, yeah. I know a cult classic when I see one, and this is going to be this is going to be a movie. Like people are going to love this. Oh, they're going to eat this up. Mm-hmm. This is going to be all the sure. trauma people are going to love this. They're going to love it absolutely. Um, all right, so then we have the map of tiny perfect things. We have a full trailer for this. It makes much more sense now. Yeah, so it turns out that that these guys are the only two that are experiencing this time loop. Uh, Cassie Lang, two, and uh, this white guy. 
<laughs> punch press white guy. Uh, yeah. They li- they live the same day repeatedly, and then they make a map of all like this cool stuff that they find that like weird coincidences and and stuff. So they can I think see all of the cool stuff in one day or something is the end goal. And at first I wasn't really interested in this, but then the second time I was watching this trailer, I, I thought sometimes these movies just think of good ways to show situations that you like stuff that you daydream in your head like if i could do this differently could i do it this way and then these movies sort of just display that this uh groundhog's day as a a genre is is new to the world but it's also it's usually pretty good that is true and i saw at first i wasn't interested in this and then i still wasn't interested (laughs) at the end i don't know i just Unless people just say it's outstanding, I probably will not check this out. I'm the the barrier to entry is low. It's Amazon. I have Amazon. You don't have it, so you're not allowed. Uh, no, you can't even watch the Lord of the Rings series when it comes out. Uh, yes, you once you once you quit your Amazon, you can never get back on. No, it, you're canceled because Jeff Bezos heard you be mean to him, and he put you on a list. You're not invited to his birthday party. Jeff Bezos heard little old me. He listens to this little old podcast. <laughs> I wish you would watch Gravity Falls because you just turned into Lil Gideon from Gravity Falls for a second there. I've I've no memory of this person. Yeah, it's great. It was that was a special time for both of us. But uh, yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be on Amazon. I might watch it. I think it could be. I think it could be fun. If it's too saccharine, I'll stop watching it. That's a good strategy. You don't have to watch it. No, don't gotta. Even when you're in the middle of it, you don't have to watch it. I can stop. You can. Just like I stopped in that, uh, uh, what is it, The Birds of Prey? Oh, yeah, Harley Quinn and the uh, 100 Ways to Leave Your Lover or whatever it was called. Yeah, and and 40 Thieves. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right, so next up we have Body Brokers. Yeah, so this one, I watched this trailer twice because I couldn't focus on it, and I still don't know what it's about, so I have to read this one again. Uh, Utah and Opal are junkies living on the streets of rural Ohio until a seemingly chance encounter with the enigmatic wood brings them to Los Angeles for drug treatment. Uh, Utah appears to find sobriety with the help of treatment center shrink Dr. White and each turned er, and tech-turned love interest May. They soon learn that drug treatment is but a cover for a predatory business. So we got we got Frank Grillo, who's been in every trailer we've talked about for the last two weeks. Yeah. We got um, Michael Kenneth Williams, who's in Daredevil and like Jessica Jones and all the Marvel Netflix stuff. He gets beat up by each defender. Um, we got a bunch of people I never heard of, and that's that's this movie. And we have. I think the Winestone to Cowboy. Now you probably won't get this reference because it's an internet meme from a while back. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. It's like a homeless guy and he sings like a Winestone Cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> All right. Riding out on a horse in a star-spangled rodeo. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> it looks like he's in this. It's just like a little shot, but. Uh, yeah, this is is Frank Grillo just now in like lower budget stuff. Yeah, I think so. 
Uh, he's like a side villain in Marvel, so it got his name out there, and people want want the name recognition from him being in in Marvel stuff. And he must be affordable enough where these these lower budget things can get him. He's sort of he's sort of starting to look like Joe Manganiello. Uh, I thought it was Joe Manganiello for a little while in this trailer, which is funny because a couple years ago Jess said they looked alike, and I didn't think so. But as Frank Grillo becomes larger and less skinny, like he is in Winter Soldier, uh, he he does look like him, and I I was wrong. You were wrong. I'm wrong frequently, but I'm not wrong about Godzilla vs Kong. God, you really are confident. A hundred percent confident. I'd bet money wow. on it. That's how confident I am. Wow. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this next one here. I actually am looking forward to this. This is Silk Road. Yeah, so this is about, obviously, the Silk Road drug trade. Uh, this is a short one, so I'll just read it. Philosophical 20-something Ross Ulbricht creates Silk Road, a dark net website that sells narcotics, while DEA agent Rick Bowden goes undercover to bring him down. Is I don't know. So I read a story in Wired magazine about Silk Road. It was great. This is a long time ago. Uh, several years, I think. And then and I was talking about, I want to say this. Is this guy Dread Pirate Roberts? Is, this, is that who this is? I think so, yeah. I think it is, too. This is very fascinating story, and I think this is going to be good. Even if it's not like super high budget or whatever, I'm going to watch this simply because I know the story's good. Uh, the cast is good. I mean, it's got Jason Clark in it. He looks like me. I was actually I was gonna I was watching this trailer, and Jason Clark showed up, and I started to make fun of how he looked. I was like I was gonna say he looks like a paparazzi photo of of uh, Matthew Parr, and then I realized that's what I look like. And I was like, oh, he looks like me. And then uh, Jess was like, yeah, he does look like you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Are you you're like his stunt double? Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. But like, yeah, he he looks he's he's got that flat face that that I have the Irish look. So I I can't make fun of him. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. This has very high... This is a Kristen Wiig movie. Uh, it has very high SNL skit energy. Like, yep. it reminds me of, like, when they made the Night at the Roxbury movie. Uh, the trailer reminds me of that. It is... It is yeah, this... So this this is... I, is it written by, or is it made by the people that made Bridesmaids? Yeah, it's... Uh, it says from the people who made Bridesmaids, but it's not the same director because Paul Feig directed that, and this is directed by right. Josh Greenbaum. But uh, Kristen, R- Kristen Wiig is a writer on this, and Annie uh, Mumolo, who might be a writer on Bridesmaids, I don't know. Uh, Nick, did you laugh out loud watching this? No, I didn't think it was funny, which is... Weird because I love Kristen Wiig and I think Bridesmaids is is a really funny movie. Like that movie makes me laugh a lot. Yeah, well this this trailer I did not laugh. I don't think at all. I thought it was kind of creative but not funny. Yeah, I didn't laugh at it. Uh, I I don't know. I don't like. How do you know? How do you know if this is funny from the? Tra- it didn't seem like it was from the trailer. That, that's what I was asking myself. I was like, how do you really know when a comedy is going to be funny? Yeah, especially because if they left out the funny parts from the trailer, that's a good thing. Right. 
you just have it has to have word of mouth, I guess. I don't know. That's the only way. I like Kristen Wiig, but I don't like everything she does, obviously. Uh, uh, no, she was Gumby Cheetah not too long ago. Yeah. I mean, granted, she was the only part of that movie that I did like. Uh, but this, uh, I don't know. I probably won't won't go to this one. Like, I won't seek this out unless I'm told oh, it's me- good. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Uh, then we have Bad Cupid, a low-budget movie with John Rice davies Yep, so this looked like there's a, an episode, uh, speaking of Gravity Falls, there's an episode where, where Cupid is in it, and he's John DiMaggio, and he seems like he's like a washed-up rock star. Uh, and he acts like he's drunk the whole time. So this seems like a combination of that episode of Gravity Falls and the Billy Bob Thornton, Thornton movie Bad Santa. And this is called Bad Cupid, so it's almost like a ripoff of that. Oh, it really is. I didn't... Th- yes. Yes, it is almost like a ripoff. Uh-huh. Because I don't think they're related because Bad Bad Santa had like a budget and like a studio, and this was made yeah. by Steve. Yeah, for, this is absolutely made by Steve. Uh, I love John Rice davies I hate that he has been relegated to this. Maybe it's just because COVID. Maybe that's the only reason he's in this. I don't know. He was in the... He's in some sci-fi original movies uh, that are post-Lord of the Rings. Like, there was a, a Chupacabra oh. one I remember watching part of on, on Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, there was a Chupacabra movie, and he was in it, and he, there was, like, a crate on a boat. And I, I said, like, you were just Gimli, like, a year ago. <laughs> he must be a working actor. That's That's it. That's what it is. Yeah, he just wants to work. Uh well I didn't I, this looks I don't think this looks good I don't want I don't want to no this is bad this is the worst one bad. on here uh let's talk about something that's not bad guys we have a Japanese trailer on the only way that we saw this was through Twitter a Japanese trailer for Shin Ultraman and you can say what you want about us I want this I want to see this real bad me too uh sh- this is made by the the same guys that made Shin Godzilla which is the best giant monster movie i've ever seen in my life uh shin godzilla shin in in Jap- in the in the context of these movies it sort of means new but it also means like evolved so it's like new and evolved so like shin godzilla it's like a new like a reboot almost but you know a next level reboot and uh shin godzilla the plot of like the human plot of it was was not like a crazy godzilla plot it was about how the bureaucracy of Japan can can kill it, like the country, and, and it can like destroy the country. The bureaucracy like holding things up. So there's a lot of a lot of the movie about that. And then like the Godzilla monster is Shin Godzilla monster is actually scary in in that movie. It goes through these metamorphoses, and it's, I don't want to spoil anything from it, but it's a really really good movie. And so the same people are making this Shin Ultraman movie, and it looks awesome. It looks similarly awesome. I can't wait for that. I think Ultraman is a fun thing. It's just a a fun throwback. And I don't know. I this looks fun. This looks fun. Yeah, I like Ultraman. Uh, I like the old Ultraman. I like all the Ultraman monsters. I used to have a bunch of like vinyl Ultraman monsters when I was a kid, and they were great. That's really cool. the The monsters in this movie are very Ultraman. Very oh, Ultraman. for sure. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. So, and I bet, I bet the actual plot of the movie will be good too if it's by these Shin Godzilla guys because that movie is excellent. 
I, how would I see go about seeing that Shin Godzilla movie? Um, I'll figure that out and I'll get back to you. My cousin has it on Blu-ray. He's the one who sent me this uh, this trailer before. Okay. Because he's he's the the ultimate expert on all of this stuff. That's cool. I'm glad he did send that in uh, to us. Uh, okay, let's talk uh, about some here uh, trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yep. So last week we asked the trailer the question time. What historical figure would you like to see a biopic slash biopic? I, I can't come down on a pronunciation for that. Uh, so who, who, what historical figure would you like to see a biopic of and who should play them? Kevin said Gary Guy Is it Gygax? Yeah, Gygax. Uh, who is the co-creator of Dungeons & Dragons and founder of Gen Con. Uh, as played by Patton Oswald. It really sells it to me with the casting of Patton. Like, that really does it for me. Yeah, that could definitely be fun and interesting. I like this idea. Bridget said, I really like watching Drunk History. Uh, I do, too. Just sidebar from Nick. And they did a story on Bessie Coleman, who was the first black woman and also the first Native American to hold a pilot license. I think that they got Tessa Thompson to play her, and it'd be an amazing movie. And, again, I'm sold because of the casting choice here. Tessa Thompson rules. I'm mildly in love with her. And definitely would watch this. This would be this would be good. I think the casting's spot on. I think it'd be great. Totally. Uh, the, the last season of Drunk History, I had to, I couldn't watch it. I thought I did not think it was good. It, it was like the execution was too polished. Maybe I don't remember the ones from last season, so that might be true. Yeah, I like the earlier stuff, but oh well. Uh, Robo said Ulysses S. Grant played by Nick Offerman. <laughs> I think it'd be right up his alley. Bully! Here are some <laughs> words. America! I forget what he typed on the typewriter. I'll have to put a Nick Offerman yeah. little quote in here. Once you have a PhD, every meeting you go to becomes a doctor's appointment. Yeah, that's absolutely that'd be good. Oh, hey, we get did we get a little review here? Yeah, so my the very same cousin, my cousin, who sent in the Ultraman review, has started listening to us, so hello, Squid. And he put in a review, and he said, Two gallant goofs, <laughs> gladly gabbing gregariously. <laughs> very alliterative, so uh, Quick Mickey will have to thank him in a couple minutes here. For sure. Uh, but uh, if you wanted to write in to us and answer like today's question towns or something like that, how, how would they do well, it? Well, they could... Uh, Fire up the email. Check out my email. I'm getting I'm getting caught up on the old internet stuff, so I'm watching a lot of Strong Bad. So you can check your email okay. and email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com, uh, or you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, which I recommend. There's a lot of fun stuff going on there. Uh, posts, pictures of Mickey Rourke turning into a bag of old cheese, and you can follow us on Twitter for episode release updates at trailer underscore blazers and if you want to be cool like squid you can uh rate and review us and leave a five-star rating and if you do quick mickey's gonna let you know what's up i'm gonna tell you what's up every time Nick. you know i'm always the straight center you know that's only what we're gonna do is if you do that leave us five star rating me and squid gonna come to your house and we're gonna fit you for a custom Ultraman suit with the helmet and everything. But here's the caveat, Nick. The zipper on the suit is in the back, and so you're always going to need help whenever you put the suit on. Well, 
the way it's gonna happen is me and Squid gonna charge $25 service to come pull the zipper up. But now I'm thinking that idea's not so good because they could just ask somebody else in their house to do the zipper for them. So that's probably not gonna work. Folks, think your plans through a little bit better ahead of time, and that's a tip. Effervescent as a tree shark would would I got all these like Leslie Nope things in my head because I'm reading the Pawnee book that she wrote because they made a real book of it, you know. So I got all these Leslie Nope things in my head. Uh, so for the Trailer Blazers podcast, I am Leslie Nope. Happy Trailers. And for the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm Ultraman. Happy Trailers. Yo games one quarter portion. portion. Oh, I don't say portion. He says portion. Yeah, the blobfish Simon Pegman says portion of the show, and uh, we've got some we've got some interesting news here, Nick. Uh, but let's let's maybe start with what we've been playing because I see something new here. That's right. So I bought Marvel's The Avengers on PlayStation Five. It's the PlayStation Four version, but it upscales on playstation 5 and uh, we had talked about this a bunch as it was coming out where like we didn't know because the first trailer wasn't that great for it and then it looked better as it went on and then people were like whining about the the online numbers dropping off and stuff and blah 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 blah. but i got it and it's awesome it's great i love it the gameplay is really really fun each Avenger plays differently, like completely differently. They have their own style. The storyline is good. The voice acting is good. The graphics are really, really good. Uh, the environments are all destructible, which I like. If you don't, if you don't know Miss Marvel and you want a good introduction to her, this is maybe the best way of doing it because I played just the introduction of the game and I would, like, I would die for her. She's great. Uh, she's adorable, and she's really fun to play with. So I'm I'm pretty early in the campaign, so I've played mainly as as her and Hulk so far. But there's a thing at the beginning where you play as all of them, like it switches between them all. So and Thor is my favorite Avenger, and Thor was also my favorite to play with, which worked right in my favor. Um, and then and Miss Marvel is probably my second favorite because I like her stretchy powers. But yeah, so I'm gonna play this online with some people, like some of the co-op stuff. And I'll beat the single player. But it's one of those games where, you know, in Mass Effect, you have your home base ship. And you just, you can just, like, run around and, like, be comfortable in your ship and enjoy that. That's what it feels like to be at the base in the Avengers base. So it's like I just run around looking at stuff. It's cool. Well, that's that's great. I, I have heard that, uh, yeah, I haven't heard people say that it's bad. So it's it must be worth Yeah, I really it. like it. I recommend it. Uh, to anyone who who likes Marvel's Avengers, sweet. Uh, I hadn't been playing anything really this past week. I've been going to bed early, so I uh, have not played anything. Probably smart. You had a long week. 
And it's not over yet. No, because I've basically, it's like I've got a new job. Like I got hired by, you know, into a new job and I'm having to learn everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a lot because it's software. So it is just, I don't have much juice at the end of the day. I've run out of juice, you know. So, uh, all right. So, so we do have some industry news here. Is there is there a new Kotor, Nick? A new Knights of the Old Republic? So this is all but confirmed that there is a new Knights of the Old Republic being worked on. Uh, it is going to be through EA, I believe, but not Bioware. So it's not going to be Bioware, which is fine by me, because the last thing I played by them was Mass Effect Andromeda. So get behind me. Tough look. <laughs> get behind me, Bioware. That's fine. I don't need you. Uh, but I do need new Knights of the Old Republic, and hopefully it, it's it's great and uh, RPG-ish and third person. I don't want to suddenly have a first person RPG craze going on. That wouldn't be good for me. But yeah, I, I'm here for it. I want it. I love the original KOTOR, and you know Bioware. You're right. Has not. They've lost their juju. Their juju. Their juju. Their joie de vivre. Yeah, uh, Stella has not got her groove back. She has, she has seems to have lost her groove. Yep. So I know I'm not mad about EA taking this over. Um, the I do. Let's actually. I want to jump over to this while we're talking about EA and uh, RPGs and that sort of thing. You you have news about the Ubisoft Star Wars game? Yeah. So we were talking about this last. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. Uh, we were wondering who would make this, and uh, you were hoping it was the Odyssey team. I was told by by Squid, uh, my cousin, that it's not it's not them. It's Ubisoft Massive who made the Division games, and not the the Odyssey team. And uh, live on the scene, we've got Squid here with the scoop. Oh yeah, he's got all kinds of scoops this week. Really does so. I I have never played the Division games. I understand Division Two was was good, corrected a lot of the things that they got wrong in the first one. Uh, but is that an open world game? Is is the Division an open world game? I have not. I haven't played any of them, so I really don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think it's like. I think it's open world, but if it's not, it's sort of directed open world, like Tomb Raider was, maybe. Okay. Okay. It. Um, so I don't know. I hope I just hope they do a good job with this, right? Yeah, I don't care who makes it, just make it good. Make it good. I wonder what that team, that Odyssey team or teams. I wonder what they're making right now. They're making a talking animal game. Viva Piñata. <laughs> yeah. Viva Piñata. Filled with fun. Filled with fun. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, Plex Gaming. Yeah. So Plex Plex, Plex is that server. The movie server thing where people used to pirate movies, uh, where you can oh. you can store your digital movies on it. But uh, apparently they're they're adding something where you can subscribe to Plex Gaming if you already have a Plex account, and you can play. There's like old Atari games for now, and they're gonna add some more stuff. This is similar to ClassicReload.com, which is a site where you can play MS DOS games for free. There's like more than six thousand of them. Do they um, have Battle Chess? Oh, I'm sure they do, yeah. That was a good one. I think they have a lot of the old LucasArts games as well, so you can play like Full Full Throttle and... Uh, is it Day of the Tentacle? I don't remember. Yeah, all those, all those, all those games. Uh, Full Throttle is great, by the way. 
Hmm. So it's kind of like that, but I mean, I, this is a service you pay for, and it, you can play it on like tablets and phones, and it so it's a little curated, uh, not curated, but it's they've done some tech work here. Yeah, well, Plex is mo- from my experience mostly used for people to pirate movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then finally we've got this GameStop stock news, which we I mean <laughs> we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. So GameStop uh, has been betted against by a bunch of Wall Street, uh, like hedge funds and firms and all this kind of stuff, because they think it's going, you know, it's going to die. It's uh, it's a business model that won't last with digital media. Uh, And so they're betting against it, just like they're betting against BlackBerry and AMC theaters and stuff they think is going to die. Well, a bunch of people from Reddit um, said, oh, wait a minute, we see that you're shorting all these stocks. And so we're going to buy them and do some damage to you so the gamestop is has sort of led this charge and uh, it went uh it's up uh, over well it has gone up over 1700 percent since the beginning of the year which is what 28 days ago yes so this is just uh it's ruining some wall street firms which is we love we love but yeah. uh, the, you know everybody's doing this because of the pandemic, and we are now all you know trading on our phones, on apps, and things like that. Uh, but these apps are now saying, "Well, no, you 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 can't buy these stocks anymore." Yeah, um, they're like, "You can do this, but or you can you can buy stocks," and then people start doing it, and they're like, "Well, not 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 like that." Yeah, not like that. Not those stocks. Yeah, don't do that. You really are controlling the market. You're manipulating the market. Yeah, this is not an this is not open market capitalism. It's okay for them to manipulate the market and for these big mm-hmm. hedge funds to do it, but but uh, when you have re- retail traders, which is like you and me, we can't. Yeah, no. Socialism is only okay for rich people. That's exactly right. So, anyway, that's the big in the news this week, uh, and it has to do with video game video games. We do have two trailers here. One of them is not worth even really talking about. Why don't we not? You want to get that one out of the way? It's called Genshin Impact. It's not even a trailer. Nick, it's not even a trailer. No, yeah, this is just like a little information dump about something called Genshin Impact that I only put on here because I realized that we only had one trailer. <laughs> this is a word salad, and it's just this simple animation on this Genshin Impact. And, I, you know, you tune out after like the first sentence because they're just, they're just saying stuff. They're just saying words. Yeah, we got nothing for Genshin Impact. No. Uh, bye. Uh, we do have a really nicely made trailer. It's a cinematic trailer for the Elder Scrolls Online Gates of Oblivion, which I know will not be good or fun because that is not a great MMO. Uh, I would rather just have a movie uh, that is made in this style of computer animation cinematics. Yeah, uh, the the best thing that this trailer did for me was it gave me nostalgia for when I was in college because I had uh, Oblivion on my laptop and I would sit in the computer lab and play Oblivion and this is when I met Kevin who submitted this week's Questions Times and this is a frequent collaborator on, on Questions Times content uh, was, in, was in this college so uh, we would sit in the computer lab and get mods and we'd put them in. So I remember we got Sauron armor mod once and then we did this thing that was supposed to add like a quest with Boromir in it. And that only kind of worked. Uh, but the Sauron armor did work. And the mace, when you hit someone, they would go flying like in the movie. So 
I got some good old nostalgia from this. And then also the the archer in this cinematic looks like a Hot Topic employee who cosplays Harley Quinn at conventions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's got her hair up in like the ponytails and then she's got like a nose ring. Totally looks like a Hot Topic Harley Quinn cosplayer. Yeah, yeah. I like the Argonian in this, and I and there's a bit where the the person with the mace hits the shin of a is it a bad guy? Uh huh. And you just ooh ooh you that, feel it. Yeah, you feel it. You know when you when you hit the corner of the bed with your shin or whatever it is that you hit your shin on. I have uh, the like the bed frame that we have is so dangerous for that because the the end is so pointy and it sticks out so far that this mace is basically i feel like i could take a hit from this mace because i've taken so many from my own bed frame your bed frame has conditioned you it turned you into a battle hardened shin warrior i got paper hands and iron shins and i'm coming for you paper hands and iron shins wow 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 oh wow oh wow all right well i don't got anything else you got anything else this week uh nope all right (laughs) Well, folks, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm an Iron Shin warrior as well. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I have paper hands, and I watch the big short, so I'm an investor now. Happy Trailsers. The Godzilla that we're seeing is not Godzilla, it is Armageddon.